Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with Without a Blemish as we pick up in Song of Solomon, chapter 3, verse 9. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. King Solomon made himself a chariot of the wood of Lebanon. He made the pillars thereof of silver, the bottom thereof of gold, the covering of it of purple, the midst thereof being paved with love for the daughters of Jerusalem. Go forth, O ye daughters of Zion. And behold, King Solomon with the crown wherewith his mother crowned him in the day of his espousals and in the day of the gladness of his heart. And now the bridegroom speaks. Behold, thou art fair, my love. Behold, thou art fair. Thou hast dove's eyes within thy locks. Thy hair is as a flock of goats that appear from Mount Gilead. Thy teeth are like a flock of sheep that are even shorn, which came up from the washing, whereof every one bears twins, and you're not missing any. <laughs> There's none barren among them. Uh, now, <laughs> I don't know that uh, if you would uh, try to express your love to your girlfriend like this, how well she might take it. (laughs) Your teeth are like sheep that are all evenly shorn that just came up from their washing and everyone bearing twins. Well, it means your teeth are matched. You know, you both, you know, as you go across, they're they're even, they match and so forth, which is important, I guess. For <laughs> Thy lips are like a thread of scarlet, and thy speech is comely. Thy temples are like a piece of pomegranate within thy locks. Thy neck is like a tower of David, builded for an armory, whereon there hang a thousand bucklers, all the shields of mighty men. Thy two breasts are like two young rows that are twins, which feed among the lilies. Until the day break and the shadows flee away, I will get me to the mountain of myrrh and to the hill of frankincense. Thou art all fair, my love. There is no spot in thee. And people, of course, as a bridegroom is speaking of his bride, and as you make the spiritual analogy of of Christ to the church, which, of course, is uh, a correct and proper analogy, Christ's view of the church, thou art all fair, there is no spot in thee. The Bible speaks of the church as being without spot or blemish or any such thing. The way the Lord views us, and that's to me a glorious thing, that the Lord views me that way. It's because he views me through love, and the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. And God sees us through the eyes of love. And as he sees us through the eyes of love, he sees us not not in our imperfect state, but he sees us in that completed, perfect state in Christ Jesus. And it's so comforting for me to realize that God looks upon me and sees no fault, sees no sin, sees no blemish looking upon me through love, seeing me in Christ Jesus, I stand before him without fault in Christ. 
Come with me from Lebanon, my spouse, with me from Lebanon. Look from the top of Amana and from the top of Shinar and from Hermon, from the lion's dens and from the mountains of the leopards. Thou hast ravished my heart, my sister, my spouse. Thou hast ravished my heart with one of thine eyes, with one chain of thy neck. How fair is thy love, my sister, my spouse. How much better is thy love than wine and the smell of thine ointments than all spices. Thy lips, O my spouse, drop as the honeycomb. Honey and milk are under thy tongue, and the smell of thy garments is like the smell of Lebanon. A garden enclosed is my sister, my spouse, a spring shut up, a fountain sealed. Thy plants are an orchard of pomegranates with pleasant fruits, camphor and spikenard. Spikenard and saffron, calamus, cinnamon, and all of the trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes with the chief spices, a fountain of gardens, a well of living waters, and streams from Lebanon. All right. The bridegroom is very expressive. It's like the French say, you Americans are, are so, you know, you have only one way to tell a woman you love her. We Frenchmen have a hundred ways. And, and it would seem that we macho American men are poor lovers, I guess, as far as really expressing our love, our adulation uh, for our wives. This song of songs, which is Solomon's, as he expresses his love, uses figures of speech that I would never think of in, 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 in seeking to express the beauty that I see in my wife. I just, she says, honey, do I look all right? All right? And I say, yeah, you look fine, you know. <laughs> and, well, are you sure I look all right? Sure, you look great, you know. Well, do you like this? Yeah, I like the dress, it's nice. Well, And I said, well, you're beautiful. She said, well, thank you. And we go out, you know. <laughs> I think that we could probably take some lessons from Solomon and uh, learn a little bit about how to express. It's interesting how that women, wives, do need a constant assurance of love. You love me, honey? Sure, I told you last year I loved you. But, you know, <laughs> I haven't changed. I still come home. <laughs> but it doesn't satisfy. They need a continual assuring of that love. The continual assuring of their attractiveness to us, our love for them, that our desire is for them. And it's a smart husband who will give to his wife that continued assurance that she needs. It's a dumb cluck that <laughs> tells her once a year he loves her and thinks that she'll be satisfied. So 
He is just described now. Oh, she's like a garden. The fragrances that come forth from her body are like spices. It's just glorious. And so she, picking up his phrases of love and the garden concept, sings back, Awake, O north wind, and come thou south, and blow upon my garden, that the spices thereof may flow out. Let my beloved come into his garden and eat his pleasant fruits. Beautiful response to the declaration of the bridegroom as he describes the beauty of his bride. A garden kept for itself has little value. The work of God in our lives is never just subjective. The real purposes of God are not really accomplished in us until there is a flowing out. Awake, O north wind, come thou south. And those who see now the spiritual allegories here, seeing the spirit, which in the Hebrew, the word wind and spirit are, or in Greek, the word wind and spirit are the same. In Hebrew, the word breath and spirit are the same. But in Greek, pneuma, which is wind or air or spirit, that through the spirit there might come the outflow of the beauty of the work of Christ in our lives, that it might touch others, that others might benefit from the work that God has done in me. And that is always the purpose of God, objective, subjective first. He wants to work in you, but then he wants that work that has been accomplished in your life to flow out and be of benefit to others. Let the spices flow out, and then let my beloved come into his garden and eat of his pleasant fruits. The invitation of Christ into the church, that he might come into our midst and partake of the pleasant fruit of his garden as we bear forth and bring forth fruit unto him. In chapter 5, the bridegroom replies, I am come into my garden, my sister, my spouse. I have gathered my myrrh with my spice. I have eaten my honeycomb with my honey. I have drunk my wine with my milk. Eat, O friends, drink. Yea, drink abundantly, O beloved. Now the bride responds and she said, I sleep, but my heart is awake. It is the voice of my beloved that knocks, saying, Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled, for my head is filled with dew and my locks with the drops of the night. I have put off my coat, how shall I put it on? I have washed my feet, how shall I defile them? 
My beloved put his hand by the hole in the door, and I was moved for him. I rose up to open to my beloved, and my hands dropped with myrrh and my fingers with sweet-smelling myrrh upon the handles of the lock. I opened to my beloved, but my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone. My soul failed when he spake. I sought him, but I could not find him. I called him, but he gave me no answer. The watchmen that went about the city found me. They smote me. They wounded me. The keepers of the wall took away my veil from me. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, that you tell him that I am sick with love. And so the daughters of Jerusalem, the chorus now responds and answers her, What is thy beloved more than another beloved, O thou fairest among women? What is thy beloved more than another beloved that you do so charge us? She charged them, if she finds him, tell him that she's just sick with love. And she answers now concerning her beloved as she describes him. My beloved is white and ruddy, the chiefest among 10,000. His head is as the most fine gold. His locks are bushy and black as a raven. His eyes are the eyes of doves by the rivers of water, washed with milk and fitly set. His cheeks are as the bed of spices, as sweet flowers, his lips like lilies dropping sweet-smelling myrrh. His hand are as gold rings set with a burl. His belly is a bright ivory overlaid with sapphires. His legs are like pillars of marble set in sockets of fine gold, and his countenance is as Lebanon, excellent as the cedars. His mouth is most sweet, yea, he is altogether lovely. This is my beloved, and this is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem, as she describes her lover. And thus, again, in seeing the allegory of Christ in the church, as Jesus Christ has come to us to be the fairest of 10,000, as he has become to us the altogether lovely one, and our love for him. Now the daughters of Jerusalem respond to her. The chorus sings back, Where has your beloved gone, O thou fairest among women? Whether or where has your beloved turned aside that we may seek him with you? And she answers, My beloved has gone down into his garden to the beds of spices to feed in the gardens and to gather lilies. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine and he feeds among the lilies. Now the bridegroom responds to her, and he says, Thou art beautiful, O my love, as Terza, as comely as Jerusalem, terrible or awesome as an army with banners. Turn away your eyes from me, for they have overcome me. Your hair is as a flock of goats that appear from Gilead. Thy teeth are like a flock of sheep which go up from the washings where everyone bears twins and not, there's not a barren one among them. He says the same thing to her. So he isn't, you know, that, <laughs> you know, after a while you got to repeat, you know, I mean, you only say so much. As a piece of pomegranate are thy temples within thy locks. 
There are 60 queens and 80 concubines and virgins without number. My dove, my undefiled, is but one. She's one among them all. She's, she is the only one of her mother. She is the choice one of her that bear her. The daughters saw her and blessed her. Yes, the queens and the concubines, and they praised her. So he's declaring all of this praise for his beloved and this daughters of Jerusalem, the chorus now responds as he is declaring again of her beauty and her glory. And they say, who is she that looketh forth as the morning, fair as the moon, clear as the sun, as awesome as an army with banners? And as you see this in the spiritual allegory as representing the church, who is she who looketh forth as the morning? The history of man has been dark and bleak. We are still living the world in darkness. It's been a long night of sorrow, pain, suffering, anguish, tragedy that man has brought upon himself by his wars, by his greed, by the atrocities, by the inhumane treatment of fellow man, by the oppression and the exploitation of the weak and of the poor. It's been a long, dark night of history. But the church looketh forth as the morning, and the church declares to the world that is wrapped in its darkness, there's a new day about to dawn. And that is always the consistent message of the church, new opportunity that God gives to man. Not only to the world is a new day going to dawn very soon, but a new day can dawn in your life. And that darkness in which your life has been held can turn into a new day. God's work is always that of a new beginning, letting you start all over again. For if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things are passed away. All things become new looking forth as the morning, always the anticipation, living in the anticipation of the new day that is going to dawn for man. Fair as the moon, the moon's light is reflected light. The light of the sun reflected in the moon. And so the church's light is a reflected light. It is the light of Jesus Christ who said, I am the light of the world. And if any man walk in me, he will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John testifying of Jesus Christ said, He is the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. But man put the light out. They 
hanged him on a cross. They put him in a tomb and rolled a stone over the door of the sepulchre. And as far as the world was concerned, they had extinguished the light. But the third day, he rose again, and he lives today. And even as the light of the moon declares to you that the sun is still shining, though you cannot see the sun, but as you look at the moon and see the reflected light of the sun, you know that the sun still shines. So the world who cannot see Jesus Christ knows that he lives as they see the reflected glory of Christ from our lives, the light of Jesus Christ shining forth from us. Ye, he said, are the light of the world. A man doesn't light a candle to put it on a, under a bushel, but on a candlestick that it might give light to the whole house. continue with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Song of Solomon in our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Song of Solomon 4 through 6 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is the Word for Today. P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. Now may the Lord be with you, bless you, and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. May your heart be filled with his love. May you walk in the Spirit. And may you be strengthened by the work of his Holy Spirit in your inner man. May you be increased in knowledge and understanding of his word and of his will and of his purposes for your life that you might walk before the Lord in a way that is pleasing unto Him. And may God increase your faith and your trust. May He work in your life in a very beautiful way as He nurtures you and as He leads you into that path of fellowship with Himself. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Gather the kids together because the Word for Today would like to present a kid's book by Pastor Chuck called The Story of the Resurrection of Jesus. Each book contains an audio CD of Pastor Chuck reading this story, featuring the voice talents of Skip Heitzig. But I will come back again on the third day. Greg Laurie. It's Jesus! Hi, Peter. Raul Reese. See, it's really Jesus! Gasp! 
Cheryl Broderson. The stone was rolled away. The tomb is empty. And so many more. It's never too early to start reading to your children timeless biblical stories taught by Pastor Chuck. To order your copy, call the word for today at 800-272-WORD. Or to see a sneak preview, visit us online at thewordfortoday.org where you can order this book in print or as a digital download. Again, the number to call is 800-272-9673.